opinions expressed on the following sponsored program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. WNN AM 1470 welcomes you to Vibrant Living with your host, Glenn Brooks, a world-renowned life coach for some 28 years, and his co-host, Michael Russ. Listen as they explore unusual resources to help you on your way to a more thriving, healthy-feeling, great life. Join me in welcoming back to the WNN Airwaves, Glenn Brooks, with co-host Michael Russ. Now, let's get this vibrant living party started right. Here's Glenn and Michael. Thank you. Thank you. It's good being with you tonight. Welcome to Vibrant Living. I want to mention also uh, Laura London, the Green Goddess, is with us. Yeah, I, was, I was coming here tonight, and I was just thinking that this whole thing about health, we've gotten so complex. We've gotten so much away from the simplicity of it. And really, it's really about unlearning and questioning a lot of what has been uh, repetitiously thrown at us. And so I'm just, I'm really excited to catch back up with Dr. Caroline Dean tonight, uh, Michael Laura. I feel like her work around magnesium is significant. A very similar story, if those of you who have been listening to our, our uh, conversation about the skin and the danger of commercial and pharmaceutical suntan lotions and how actually they... They introduce more chemicals into your body. So as I, as I started off, I talked about un, both we're, we're unlearning what we've been conditioned to believe, usually out of fear, and then we're also trusting the body. And, you know, when I was, I was thinking about this, I was talking to Michael earlier, that over the last 20 years, it's been about 20 years, when you go to the supermarket, when you, when you get, if you, if you go to those who use anti-acid medications, the word calcium, you're on the block, everybody thinks we're calcium deficient. In truth, most of us are magnesium deficient, everything from pains to, high, to blood pressure. So in the same way that we've been talking about skin and how the, the suntan lotions cause secondary problems and toxicity and actually don't solve something, they actually don't fully block the sun anyway and, then, and nourish the cell. In the same way, we've been using all kinds of pharmaceutical medications that cause all kinds of secondary problems. So we're, in, we're in a web of complexity. So on Vibrant Living, we're here to unweave that web. I want to welcome Dr. Caroline Dean. Michael, I'm very excited, as you can tell. We talked about this before, and, whoa, this is such a such a significant topic, because, as you'll see, the, the magnesium ties into the vitamin D and the the calcium and the A. Like these, these things are connected, and somehow we've gotten away from the fundamentals. I really feel from a recent series I just did with Dr. Norma Shirley, where he said to me, uh, Caroline, that vitamin D might be one of the most significant things for anybody whether they have uh, pain, everyday pain or acute pain, including he feels it should be in emergency rooms. I mean, and I feel like Dr. Norm Shealy is probably the legends in terms of pain, understanding pain mm-hmm. in the world. So I want to welcome you wholeheartedly mm-hmm. to Vibrant Living again. Absolutely. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Michael. And greetings, Laura. I'm just looking at your website right now. It's beautiful. Hi, Carolyn. phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you're there, Laura. <laughs> Me too. Well, we were talking, uh, Glenn, uh, a little earlier. I, I am I'm blown away by this whole. Uh, this is an aha moment for me. So, I, my first question to uh, Carolyn, Carolyn, uh, how does talk to us about you know magnesium deficiency? And, and my real question is, how does someone know that they have a magnesium issue? Yes, because um, it's difficult to get accurate blood testing, Michael. Only about less than 1% of the total body magnesium is found in the blood. So 
you know, you put your dipstick in the blood and you're really not getting any accuracy at all. So uh, you'll know, notice in um, uh, chem panel uh, blood tests, they'll just do, they'll do sodium, potassium, calcium, chloride, but they won't even go near magnesium because they, they know it doesn't really correlate. So doctors have tended to ignore magnesium when they put people on diuretic drugs that drain out sodium and potassium. It's also draining out magnesium, but they don't tell people to, to take magnesium to replace what they're losing in their diuretics. So it's one of these absolutely forgotten minerals that actually activates more than 80% of all our enzyme systems in the body, and that's 1,300 different enzyme systems. I used to think it was 325, but we now know that it's huge. And in terms of how you know if you're deficient, um, my signs were heart palpitations, a little heaviness around the heart, um, horrible uh, Charlie horses when I'd stretch my legs at night, little twitchings here and there in my muscles. So those were my main symptoms. Other people, it will be headaches and migraines. It will be esophageal spasms. People who swallow something and choke on it, that can be magnesium deficiency. I, I uh, lid spasms called blepharospasms that some people actually do surgery on. Um, people can have um, stomach pains, IBS, constipation, um, joint pains, muscle aches. Fatigue. Fatigue is huge. The um, ATP in our body that creates the energy packets is actually ATP-MG. That's the, the chemical formula of it. If you don't have magnesium, you don't have energy. It's, it's huge. Hmm. So, sleep, too. How does it affect sleep? Well, um, there are many ways, um, uh, certain um, neurotransmitters, the melatonin, serotonin pathways, but also just simply um, magnesium relaxes muscles. Calcium tightens everything up. Magnesium relaxes. So if you don't have enough magnesium, you tend to have more calcium on board, and, and all of the supplementation we've been making women take means we're, we're all pretty much calcified. So the tightening of the muscles just puts you in, in constant tension. You try to lie down in bed and you're stiff as a board, then it's pretty hard to relax. You don't get a deep sleep. You don't go into REM sleep. And you wake up irritable and cranky. So You know, I just want to say that I, I, I did a 40-part series on chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, and one of the consistent responses we had was people said they had a good night's sleep. They, they said they were two different people. The person who got a good night's sleep didn't have fibromyalgia. The person who didn't yeah. sleep well constantly had fibromyalgia. So how do we get away from, how do we, cause, you know, I always, I always joke to people, because we do these under, under, undercover investigations. We go to places sometimes, like, like we broke the story on, uh, on wild fish, wild salmon. We'd go mm -hmm. to places, and a lot of times people didn't know the difference. The, the fishermen or the other fishermen, the people behind the counters, didn't really know why wild salmon was different than farm-raised. The same mm -hmm. thing with the... Uh, with the grass-fed uh, grass meat, which totally changes the omega ratio, uh, amazingly. So th if we knock them into a lot of people would say, well, we need calcium. So how do, what you were just saying, that calcium could add, the, the problems you're mentioning with the tightness and the, and, and, and the calcification is something that people take calcium for. They take it as a relaxant. Why is it not? Why does it cause these other concerns? 
Well, what uh, what happened? I think when um, you know maybe it was when the, the bone density um, information started coming out. The machinery started to to be used to measure bone density, and everybody thought, oh, you know, everybody's getting osteoporosis uh, past age fifty, and they had to find a treatment for it. And the allopathic medicine world just went for calcium. You can't go to a doctor now if you're over 40 and a woman and not be told to take extra supplementation of calcium. So it just became the thing to do without much research. It's only in the past couple of years that the British Medical Journal published two or three studies that says women who take calcium supplements are at a much higher risk for heart disease because they get overcalcified. So most calciums that you take are about 4% absorbed. The, the rest of it, you know, it clogs up the intestines. People get constipated with calcium supplements. It precipitates into gallstones, kidney stones, heel spurs, fibromyalgia tissue, and microcalcifications in the breast and arteries. So you get the heart disease because the calcium is binding up with uh, cholesterol and creating atherosclerosis. And in terms of blood pressure, you get um, the muscles in the, the blood vessel walls, they're called smooth muscles, they can go into spasm because of too much calcium and drive up your blood pressure. So we've got calcium, we're being told we need 1,200, 1,500 milligrams a day, whereas in the UK, their RDA for calcium is 700 milligrams, half the amount that we're being forced to take. The World Health Organization says 500 to 700 milligrams. Most people who are eating a fairly decent diet with some decent green leafy vegetables, some nuts and seeds, a a bit of dairy products, you add that up, you're getting your 500 to 700 milligrams in your diet. Mm -hmm. Whereas with magnesium, it's not in the soil anymore. Calcium is in the soil. It It doesn't erode and wash out like Magnesium does. A hundred years ago, we were getting 500 milligrams of magnesium in the soil. Now we're lucky to get 200 milligrams. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting 500 of calcium, 500 of magnesium, you've got a great balanced one-to-one ratio, which is a healthy ratio. But somehow the myth got um, put out a number of years ago that we needed twice as much calcium as magnesium, a Mm two-to-one ratio. That comes from a French doctor, Dr. Jean Burlac, who admonished people never to take more than two-to-one calcium to magnesium in supplements, water, and food. So he was actually warning people that two-to-one was too much. But somehow people grabbed onto it and said, well, you know, there's more calcium in bones and magnesium, we, we must need more calcium. Mm-hmm. What right. happens to bones when you take that much calcium without enough magnesium is the bones get brittle and they break more. Mm-hmm. So that's our, you know, a bit of our calcium problem. There's a lot more to be uh, contended with and to bring it over to vitamin D, actually, when you take high doses of vitamin D without enough magnesium to change the the storage or supplemental form of vitamin D into the active form, you're actually just pulling on board more and more and more calcium 
and not getting the, the benefits of the act of vitamin D. Hmm. I, I have a question. You know, we're talking about... Go ahead. Well, right now, my mom has um, pretty severe osteoporosis, and they've been giving her lots of calcium. And right now, she's experiencing horrible back spasms. And I'm wondering, is she magnesium deficient? Yes, any sort of muscle spasm is a magnesium deficiency. She's been overcalcified. Yeah. It's driven down her magnesium to the point that. The you know the the back muscles are very active. They take part in every movement we we make. So she's going into spasm because they're not in enough of a relaxed state. You can go to our um, nonprofit website, nutritionalmagnesium.org, and under the videos, see an incredible little video called um, I think it's called the cell, the calcium and magnesium in the cell. I'll look it up, but it's um. It shows you that magnesium is required to allow calcium in and out of a muscle cell. If the magnesium isn't there, calcium floods into the cell and puts it into spasm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If the magnesium is there, then only a little amount of calcium is allowed in, enough to cause a proper movement, and then the calcium is pushed out again. So it's definitely magnesium deficiency, and it's incredible how people can turn around, and even in a couple of days when they they cut cut back or cut out their calcium and start taking magnesium. Mm-hmm. Listening to Vibrant Living, uh, along with Michael Russ, Laura London, the Green Goddess. We're talking to Caroline Dean. Dr. Caroline Dean is one of the I I feel message. Uh, we'll call it message blasters. Putting, putting a very significant message about magnesium. And those of you listening, also, I mentioned the uh, I mentioned the sunscreen. That you know, as a consumer advocate, I really needed to look at what really worked. Having antioxidants and feeding the skin and nourishing the cell, Melon Soul does does just that. Do check out PureSunscreen.com, PureSunscreen.com uh, for the the only one that I know that doesn't add these chemicals. Uh, getting back to the uh, uh, Laura's question. When I when I first started the series on magnesium and pain with, with Dr. Norm Shirley, he said to me then, this is about 15 years ago, he said that, then he said, no one has depression, pain, or anxiety. Those three things, depression, pain, and anxiety, including panic attacks, isn't that, that all that all those are, are symptoms of uh, blood pressure. When I did another series with uh, Dr. Sherry Rogers, we talked about blood mm-hmm. pressure. She wrote a book called The High Blood Pressure Hoax, by the way, that talks about that the major problem a lot of people have is actually the medications. Mm-hmm. So, so what's your comment about, uh, so obviously there's a relationship between pain and depression. What's your experience? I mean, it, I, I guess it, it, Michael's opening question was about how do we know. You said there's no accurate test. So for people listening, like Laura's mom was in pain, is there anything else you want to say about the proper dose? Of how, like in my, in her, in, in Laura's mom's situation, what would be the, uh, an acute protocol that would be able to flood her body with the necessary magnesium? Well, um, when I don't know a person, I yeah. I just tell them to do Epsom salts baths. Mm-hmm. Nobody can argue with an Epsom salts bath. Right. Uh, it's a magnesium sulfate. You put two cups in, you know, warm to hot bath, and you soak in it for thirty minutes. And if that starts to help some of the symptoms, then you have your diagnosis and you have your treatment. 
after that, then a person can usually get a, like a magnesium citrate powder and stir that in water and sip that through the day. Um, if you get pills, I mean, magnesium pills are okay, but um, sometimes people will take too many at once, you know, swallowing two or three pills, and then they can get the laxative effect. Just as I, I mentioned that calcium builds up and causes constipation because it's not absorbed, magnesium has a fabulous fail-safe mechanism. If you take too much, you get the laxative effect, and it, it flushes out your body. So it does not build up. Um, there are very few contraindications to taking magnesium. When people are on medications, however, and you start taking magnesium, you should take it very slowly and gradually because you're not going to need those medications so much anymore. You want to uh, work with your doctor to wean off your medications, especially with the ones for heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and pain. What um, Dr. Mildred Zelig, she was a magnesium expert. Um, she wrote a book called The Magnesium Factor around the time I did. And when I was speaking to her and interviewing her, she said that when she first uh, graduated from medicine, she went into the pharmaceutical industry, and her job was to find out what happens to minerals and vitamins in the body when, when drugs are taken. And what she found out is that most of the drugs that are given cause a flood of magnesium into the bloodstream. It's like they're forced out of the storage sites. They come into the bloodstream, and she said that, in effect, a lot of the, the drug reactions, the beneficial results of taking a drug, are due to magnesium flooding the bloodstream. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And then what happens is after about, you know, five or six weeks, a lot of people are just, they're depleted. You know, the, the magnesium has come out under um, the influence of a toxin, which is the drug. The magnesium is trying to get rid of the toxin because magnesium is necessary in liver detoxification pathways. And when it's um, no longer, you're, you're not taking a supplement of magnesium, it's out of your storage uh, areas, then in about six weeks you start ex really experiencing drug side effects, and it's because the magnesium is no longer on board. I just think that is incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's something that obviously the drug companies know about because they hire doctors who like to find that information for them. and. She just kept getting hit over the head with this so much that she she quit and went into um, magnesium research. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is eye opening. Very. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's flowing the market now is is um, is liquid magnesium, liquid uh, magnesium gels. Uh, more and more people are distributing magnesium baths. It seems like this is an idea virus, and more people are. Mm -hmm. What about those alternative forms? You mentioned Epsom salts, kind of a time proven remedy. What about what you take on some of the other, you know, I was thinking about Laura's mom again. I was just thinking, like, I would probably be using the gel with her. I put some on her feet. I put it on her heart, on her back. Yes, uh, external means in the beginning with someone who, you know, an elderly person on medication, you just want to go slow and just okay. improve mm -hmm. the, the diagnosis. Uh, there, there's no harm with taking oral magnesium, but... Mm -hmm. um, I, I've been um, talking about this for so long. I get so many emails. I'm 
starting to get a few people who say to me, well, you know, I felt a little worse when I took the magnesium. Mm -hmm. I was okay for a while, and then I started to get my symptoms back. Well, that means you need more. Mm -hmm. Or someone will say, I really OD'd on it. Maybe that's why, but I feel so revved up, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I actually have more symptoms. So what they did there is um, they'd been deficient. They took so much that they kind of opened up their 1,300 pathways all at once and just started buzzing. It's like going from driving a bicycle to driving a jet. Mm-hmm. So you put that much fuel in your body, you're just, you are going to feel revved up. And people have gotten back to me after I've said, okay, slow down, you know, just go easy, go back to a half or a third of the dose. And they say, mm-hmm. yeah, much better and, and everything's falling into shape. So there, it's just a little fine-tuning people need, but... Anybody who takes anything should know that they just they start off slow just to get their body uh, adapted to it. And I did not go into the factors. People can Google 100 factors, magnesium in my name, and find this list of uh, people who seem to get into magnesium deficiency problems. And it's people who take more than seven alcohol drinks a week, people who have anger, angina, apathy, arrhythmias, asthma, anxiety, if they have uh, bowel problems, constipation or diarrhea, if they have brain trauma, if they drink caffeine, if they have chronic fatigue, cold extremities, confusion, if they have um, diabetes. Diabetes is a, um, low magnesium is actually a sign of diabetes. But as I said earlier, doctors aren't doing the right blood testing and one, another thing I do want to promote, Glenn, is mm-hmm. ionized magnesium testing. That is the the laboratory grade, the research grade magnesium test that we all should have access to, and that will let us know that we're um, about eighty percent magnesium deficient in this country. So, if you want to to uh, promote good magnesium testing, it's a magne- uh, ionized magnesium test. Hmm. Michael, what's your, what's your burning question? You, you had so many at the beginning of the show. I, I was appreciating it. I like what you were inquiring. Yeah, the, um, I'm thinking about my mother, uh, actually, um, who just had some, uh, uh, when her heart uh, ate it. Uh, she's had mm. fibrillations here a couple of weeks ago. And I'm sure she has. She's taking some diabetes medication. Uh, mm-hmm. She's uh, she's in her mid 80s, and uh, you know, obviously, I you know, we all want our mother to be as healthy as possible. And uh, you know, the older again, she's very vibrant. She's very energetic. She doesn't have fatigue in any given way. But uh, I kind of think about this uh, this fibrillation issue and uh, and uh, the type two diabetes, basically the onset diabetes. Um, right, and the, the medication she's taking could actually be draining out more magnesium. And what's interesting, Michael, is um, just in September, I won the Outstanding Medical Contribution to Cardiac Rhythm Management Award. <laughs> it's a long one. The, thank you. From the Heart Rhythm Congress, um, I blogged about this. This is a, a huge organization. They've got... 45 professional staff members there. They, um, they teach and train technicians about heart rhythm problems, and 
every year they have a, a medical award to someone who's contributed to the field. And um, there were people that um, I didn't even know who uh, nominated me for this um, award, and I was vetted, I guess, and, and won it for uh, people who told them that, well, when I read Dr. Dean's book and when I started taking magnesium, my, my AFib, my ventricular tachycardia, my, my heart rhythm problem went away. And that, I mean, this is huge. This is a very conservative organization, the Heart Rhythm um, Congress. And for them to acknowledge that magnesium uh, is important in heart rhythm disturbance is, pr is pretty important. I think that's fabulous. Again, um, I, I like the the, um, the aspect of what you were talking about in terms of beginning slow, um, Epsom mm -hmm. salt baths, and and perhaps the gels, uh, and, and we can get into. I can talk with you later about what kind would be appropriate uh, from that standpoint. But I, I like that aspect and and in, in starting slow and moving forward. And I'm going to mm -hmm. suggest that she do that, uh, and because. You know, uh, you know, obviously, this is something that concerned us all. But other than that, all the tests came back negative, and she's totally healthy now. She decided not to take the, uh, the medication. The medication was doing more harm than good for you know, mm -hmm. heart circulation, and uh, <laughs> that was a good thing <laughs> um, because we told her, "I said, look, you know, this is not really a good idea if it's making, if it's creating these kinds of side effects." But uh, that is yeah, exactly, Michael. And um, back on the nutritionalmagnesium.org where I was mentioning um, there's the calcium magnesium balance videos, but I also have some um, interviews there, and I had an interview with a um, uh, cardiology technician who told me that in, in her 20 years of, of testing people's heart rhythms and, and assessing them for um, pacemakers and implants and and drugs and all the rest of it. She said never once did she hear anyone talking about using magnesium. But when she had her own heart rhythm problem and discovered me in the book and, and magnesium and realized how quickly that she overcame her problem, she just she had to quit the business and go into into more magnesium research and start to become vocal about this this whole situation. It's it is incredible in the um, allopathic world that they is they have such a blind eye towards supplements. But but even if you went to medical school and if you did not sleep through your biochemistry courses, you would see that every every metabolic cycle in the body requires some vitamins or minerals as cofactors. And that's all magnesium is. It's a cofactor, but it's a cofactor in 1,300 different different cycles. And if you don't have it, your body's going to fall apart. But what do people do? They 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 go under terrible stress, and they they go to their doctor, and they're they're under stress. The doctor doesn't have time to ask them, well, why do you look so tense? Doctor takes their blood pressure. The blood pressure is elevated, and and gives them a prescription. You know, no communication about why or to relax or whatever or to take magnesium. So what they've got is stress-induced magnesium deficiency causing hypertension. They take a diuretic that drains more magnesium. They go back in a month and the doctor says, oh, your blood pressure is worse. 
it's worse because their magnesium has been drained out even more. And the doctor makes the comment, oh, we caught your blood pressure just in time. We didn't catch it. We created it. So what did they do? They give a calcium channel blocker because they know calcium is bad. So instead of giving magnesium, which is the natural calcium channel blocker, they give a drug which drains more magnesium. And they probably give an ACE inhibitor, which also drains magnesium. Three months later, they're back because they have to have blood tests to make sure the drugs aren't killing some liver function. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, oh, we just caught your cholesterol. It's it's elevated. Overnight, it became elevated. And we just caught your blood sugar. Oh, you've got diabetes. So they put this poor person on two more drugs, a statin for their cholesterol Mm -hmm. and a diabetic drug. Magnesium actually works on that CoA enzyme that that um, breaks down uh, cholesterol. And if you don't have enough magnesium, your cholesterol gets elevated. So now you've got five drugs, and you're on your way down. You, if you don't take your magnesium and start weaning off the, those drugs, you become a cardiac cripple. And that's that is a huge percentage of the population. It's pretty powerful. Well, why do you want to re-listen to that? Everybody want to re-listen. We're going to have rebroadcast uh, both on Michael Stein and Laura's. Mm-hmm. Um, you listen to Vibrant Living right here on WNN every Tuesday night. We increase our hours every Tuesday night. Right now it's six p.m. And along with Michael Russ, talking to Caroline Dean, Laura London, the Green Goddess. And I want to ask because a lot of people are probably wondering. Um, what foods are rich in magnesium, and then what are they doing? Obviously, you just point out a scenario, and I would I would guess that also some of these medications deplete their pet, potassium, which is another nutri- super important nutrient. What mm-hmm. foods give us? Uh, what what foods are rich in magnesium, and what what things do we do that deplete magnesium besides the the medications that you mentioned? Right, the foods are deep green leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, whole grains, seaweeds chocolate without the sugar. Oh, good. Those are the big (laughs) ones. And unfortunately, we're not eating enough of those. Um, People, especially women, think nuts and seeds are fattening. And we're we're not taking the time to get our deep green leafy vegetables. But it can be as simple as um, uh, I, for example, will will heat up a couple of cups of organic chicken broth, uh, cut up a whole bunch of greens, and... um, put the broth in my blend pack. It's like a Vitamix. Mm-hmm. And put some spike seasoning. Or, you know, I'll put some mint in there, different things. I'll put all those greens in there, and I'll blend that up for one minute. And I have a hot soup that is so nutritious. It's unbelievable. Let's get all the fiber. I'm not juicing it. Right. I'm creating a soup. And I might put in a half a can of coconut milk because I live in Maui and mm-hmm. uh, get... You know, I get my a bit of protein with the chicken broth. I've got all those vegetables, and I've got some fat with the coconut milk. So it's absorbed, you know, gently. It's low glycemic index. So that's a magnesium meal right there. I know it's a recipe. You have, you have, you have, you have some magnesium <laughs> recipes for people. I I have some of those on my blog. People give out give your blog in. I want to I want to I want to see what's bubbling at large. Why don't you give me your blog in, Carolyn? Uh, Dr. com, and I tell people just Google any question you have in my name and I've probably answered it. 
It sounds like you're a scholar of magnesium. Yes. Well, it's not just magnesium. I've got yeah. 30 books, and you know, one of my most infamous books is called Death by Modern Medicine. So all the rest of them are trying to sell. Well, I want to say I want to say what I, I didn't mention about you, which I love about you, and, and our mutual friend Irene has mentioned to me, who's a holistic uh, infectious disease specialist, is that. You're very rare in a sense. I believe you not only hold a medical degree, but also train in naturopathic medicine. So your your scope of being a new breed of physician, a 21st century physician, is really you've gone beyond the conventional. You've reached into the nutritional world, which is incredibly rare. But mm-hmm. you know, based on medical training, to have any at all, it's a very interesting path. An MD and an ND. Right, and I did the ND immediately after med school. I actually while I was doing my internship, so. I, I tease the other holistic doctors and say, yeah, I didn't kill kill off a few dozen people and decide, hey, this isn't working. Can I do wow. this any better? <laughs> so that was a, it was so highly intuitive you to, to kind of take that path from the very beginning. Right. Right. But I'm very happy that you did, personally. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. I, I want to say that it's October, and I know that pumpkin seeds are very high in magnesium. So yes, shouldn't. any nuts and seeds, and think about it. Nuts and seeds are, are what goes into the ground to make the plant. So they require minerals like magnesium to create the new life form. And yes, Laura, all chlorophyll is the blood of plants is uh, bound with magnesium. Mm-hmm. Iron uh, is to our blood as magnesium is to plant chlorophyll. So. The more plants you can eat, the more magnesium you'll get. Right. I've been making my mom some, some a lot of green drinks lately, but I'm going to go home and soak her in some Epsom salt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> i got to ask one question, uh, Carolyn. Uh, what would you, we, we've established that starting slow is good, but what what would you suggest in terms of the frequency of a, of a bath in uh, Epsom salt, two cups of Epsom salt? Well, you can take one every day. If you can't get into your bath or, you know, there's some difficulty there, you can just soak your feet in a, mm-hmm. in a bucket of water with a cup of Epsom salt, and that will absorb through your feet just as easily as through the, the rest of your skin. Outstanding. Thank you for that. Because I know there's a lot of people who do have that difficulty. Maybe some people don't have access to a bath every day. Right. Exactly. Well, we, we came upon an important point here. We're talking about the, the skin tag, the dermal... Uh, you know, the stop smoking patch. So, Carolyn, reinforce what you was, we were talking about before, which is the skin, which a lot of people seem to forget, is absorbs. So if we put chemicals on the skin, so basically if you can't eat something, don't put it on your skin. I mean, right. It's got to be almost that close, and yet we're not thinking that way. We're thinking we put it on the skin, and somehow we, we forget that the skin, I mean, I, I keep thinking about the, the, the work I did with Dr. Ray, the series... Uh, Dr. Ray works for people with chemical sensitivities. Well, what's, actually, what's actually fascinating to me is that 15 years later, the stuff that they've got poisoned by, we do in a series in Atlanta, and the woman calls in and says, she just discovered during the show, she says, you know what, I'm calling in because I, I live above a dry cleaner, and I'm realizing that's when I first got sick. Oh, my gosh. People listening right now, pay attention, go to your cabinet. Michael turned me on to, actually, there's, there's a pretty popular... Supposedly, uh, skin soothing ointment out there. It's very, you know, very brand name, but it's full of chemicals. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you, the, I had the honor of meeting um, 
Elon Sassoon. I don't know if you remember Vidal Sassoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I met him uh, last week, and I had a chance. To, his chemist came to give a talk. And I, I thought about you, Michael, and Caroline. And what he said was, uh, he says the standard organic is like this. You could you could put you could shake a bottle up, put anything you want in it, pretty much uh, laundry detergent, uh, dirt, and then put organic on the label. Yes. Hmm. Well, so basically, said that, like it costs thirty five dollars with the fancy haircutting stylist. Yeah. So there's no protection. Basically, we don't have anything in place. Mm-hmm. To discern how how to discern what we're actually putting in our body, that is, that is correct. Really, reading reading labels, it's so amazing that somehow there's there's this uh, elevated level of education in terms of reading labels about the foods we eat. But when it comes to reading the labels of the things we're actually putting on our skin, there are some products, and this and there are there are there are regulations about. The la- you know, about how you know FDA regulations about, about labeling cosmetics, um, and as we mentioned last week uh, last uh, week on the show, uh, the cosmetics rules uh, are are seventy years behind. So mm-hmm. a lot of the ingredients that they're putting in these products, they don't have to list on the label. These are everyday cosmetics people. But now sunscreen is a little bit different. Those rules are going to be changing in twenty thirteen, January twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of what you can how you can label a product and from what I understand, the uh, the lotions that say they have SPF 30 in very small writing and that sort of thing. This is a moisturizing lotion for your face and body that has SPF 30 and uh, in, that that helps to you know stave off uh, UV damage. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. You're going to have to basically have the word sunscreen and the letters SPF and 30 be the exact same font size on the front of the container. So. A lot of these uh, these these um, deceptive labeling situations are going to basically be going away. But the the all the ingredients you have to start really looking at the labels. And if you can't get all the ingredients on the label, and some that come in boxes have all the ingredients in a, in a, in a separate uh, uh, addendum inside in a piece of paper, but you have to start looking at these things and. Uh, there is one manufacturer, and I will next week. I, I, I promise I'll have this. But there's a manufacturer in Sacramento, California, where I where I came from, West Sacramento, that makes a uh, shampoo and moisturizer you can eat. It's mm-hmm. that pure. Mm-hmm. It's also incredibly expensive, but uh, this is an issue of obviously putting things chemicals on your head uh, is uh, is big with a lot of right. men, and men as well. So. Labels. Got to read labels. Oh, yeah. I got a burning email here. I want to just read it real quick. Uh, it's Caroline. It says, I, my my uncle just, basically there's a situation about relatives who just entered the hospital, which they describe as kind of a war zone. What nutritional things or protective things can we do when a relative or close loved one is in an acute crisis and we're dealing with, I guess they're asking for nutritional recommendations and just generally what you learned being on the front lines, any, any suggestions nutritionally or just awareness, someone is in a, in a critical situation, what nutrients or nutritional things would you want to... They didn't say what the condition was. They just said a, an acute situation with a relative. Right. I'm looking up one of my blogs. Um, the title of that one, actually that went into natural news. Yeah, um, Mike Adams, naturalnews.com. I, I want to say I believe Mike Adams is plugging the show. I, I know Mike. Ah, oh, very good. It's called Helping Someone in the Hospital. Right. So everything you need to know is there. And it's um, it's from taking rescue remedy, um, 
using a liquid magnesium, um, rubbing the feet or the skin. They won't let you give you uh, anything by mouth, uh, but you can put all kinds of things on the skin. You can put um, rescue remedy uh, creams on the skin, uh, magnesium on the skin. You can do Reiki. You can um, do some homeopathy, just little pellets um, in their drinking water that will help. And um, obviously you have to have a monitor there all the time watching exactly what's being put into the person because um, there's a lot of mistakes being made in the hospital. So just look up that article, Helping Someone in the Hospital. Now, Dr. Lorraine Day, and I, I want to say Dr. Uh, David King, we, we became friendly, but she's an, definitely, an, I, I find her very revolutionary in her thinking. She came mm-hmm. up with a DVD about 15 years ago called Cancer Doesn't Scare Me Anymore. Mm-hmm. Cancer is a hot topic, and you know, uh, Dr. Gonzalez, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez said to me, he said, Glenn, he goes, oncologists are scared of cancer, and he goes, they, can, they transfer that fear to the patients. He said, they just do, they're not yes, mean yes. to. What's it's, your comment? I want to get your comment about that, because I know a lot of people, they're getting a cancer diagnosis, or someone they know, um, and I want to ask you from, from your experience, what you would say to a relative or, or when you have that, you know, what, how would you, what would you recommend in that situation? What's, what's your take? Well, I agree exactly with what you said, that the terrifying aspect of seeing a doctor and getting that diagnosis, that actually gives a person another disease. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he, actually, what Gonzalez went on to say to me, Glenn, he goes, that's what people die from, the shock of their immune right. system shutting down, not the cancer. Right, right. So what I've studied in this regard is something called total biology. It comes out of German New Medicine, and it's based on the conflict creating the disease. So what you've got to realize is that when you have um, severe stress in, in your life, your mind picks up on that stress, and then the body tries to, the mind and the body try to deal with the stress. We've been around for eons, human beings, so why all of a sudden are we getting all this cancer? And a lot of it is is our mental um, conflict with this type of life-threatening, advertised illness. I mean, how many ads do you see on TV now for cancer and telling people mm-hmm. one in two people are going to get mm-hmm. cancer, but you can come to our clinic and you can live with cancer. Right. So right. all this stuff is making us all feel that we're going to die if we get the diagnosis. Anyway, with the conflict basis of disease, what you've got is the brain trying to make a decision on whether or not it allowed the conflict to keep whirling around in the brain like a gramophone, repeating, 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 or will it try to find a solution by dropping that conflict into the body to find a organic solution? And this this is like a primitive, um, uh, the primordial way of dealing with, uh, like, um, an, an animal who's attacked, how they react. So, an example, let's say breast cancer. You take a right-handed woman who gets... Um, uh, breast cancer in the left breast, mm-hmm. well, the left breast is related to children and parents. The right breast in a right-handed woman is related to spouse or partner. So in the left breast, um, her child has been hit by a car. She's in intensive care. She, she's driving her, the mother's driving herself crazy. Her mind is just, you know, with all the horrible possibilities. Mm-hmm. 
So she's not sleeping, she's not eating, the brain says, okay, the mother's going to die, I better do something. So in order to nurture the, the situation, then um, the milk ducts in the left breast mm-hmm. are um, increased, extended, cellular growth starts to try to produce more milk. Mm-hmm. The person may be past the, you know, maybe in menopause, but that's still the reaction. When the crisis is passed, those cells then start breaking down. It's in the cell breakdown stage when the crisis is passed that we start diagnosing because the woman feels alarmed, she feels a little pain, goes for the mammogram, you've got cancer, you're going to die. Secondary diagnosis of, of the cancer without going into the psychology of why did this incredible body create this. This is not the body um, working against you. This is the body trying to help you. And then mm-hmm. medicine gets in there and, and gives you a, a cancer death sentence. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think I've just been blown away by that. <laughs> that whole total body, total biology thing is, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, yeah. between your, it's between your ears. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. conflict and anxiety yeah. that's created yeah. in the body. And stress. Right. Innumerable times, I do um, telephone and wellness consultations, and most of the people that get to me, they've done everything. They've been everywhere, and but they usually haven't looked at the, the psychology. Medicine cuts the mind and body apart yes. in Western culture, right. and you know they think the mind is a psychiatrist, and 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 psychiatry is drugs. So they never look at somebody who with um, you know, something as simple as um, intestinal problems. Well, what is it that you're having trouble digesting? What can't you swallow in your life? Right. What is something that makes you want to throw up? Okay, it's the, you know, the ex-wife of your boyfriend who's, you know, laid this voodoo on you. Yeah, that's pretty hard to digest. So... <laughs> Let's deal with that as the cause instead of having to do, you know, the million-dollar workup until they actually find something. They don't find. They create. Yes. I want they say more, create. Say more about that. That's such a brilliant awareness. A lot of people hang in there and get tests, and it does seem there's almost mm-hmm. like a co-creation. that it's, If you keep looking, you're going to find some. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because some words attract... Mm-hmm. And if, if you keep hearing the words or saying the words, yeah, I might have cancer, mm-hmm. you know, what if I have this, you will actually attract it to the point of creating it because right. our words are powerful. And just like the affirmations that Louise Hay told us all about work mm-hmm. to create a, a bountiful world for us, mm-hmm. the same words said in a negative way will will attract the negative. It, it's just that... that Awesome. The um, the work I do in this is at a site called RNA Drops Two Two or HowIonic dot com, where I just look at the possibilities of li- living an eternal life, living in bliss, and and not being stuck in in a world where we accept the the authority of others over the power of our own. Godship. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've written two books on self-talk, and what you mm. just described there is, is uh, and what Louise Hay also written about, uh, is, uh, is self-talk, the aspect of, you know, what we think and say about ourselves affects our lives uh-huh. and our life experience. 
And when it comes to the medical uh, arena, uh, it is so incredibly powerful. You can you can take yourself right down a deep dark path. Question I want to ask you is: um, I had a friend who had breast cancer, but she had some childhood trauma uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, maybe was unresolved, un, you know, not dealt with. Um, trauma with in terms of sexual abuse and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I looked at her one day and I said, "Have you ever really, you know, you, you mentioned these things to me?" gone through this breast cancer and now you're 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 free of this you're you're healthy again uh 100% healthy again have you looked at this it it, it um, the the mental aspect of what's gone on with you in your life i mean you you maybe mm-hmm. want to examine that mm-hmm. so that you don't have any other issues you know down the line because evidently there is some sort of connection i can't tell you what it is i'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist mm-hmm. or anything like that but um you know there, there is always a uh, something that creates that dis-ease, something we're dis-ease with that uh, manifests mm-hmm. in the body. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. And and if you listen to um, to people uh, to every word they say, then you'll get your clue. Um, one of my um, telephone consult patients, she's having a hard time with. Um, just uh, neurotransmitter imbalances we're working on them. And um, she, she said something in an email, well, I'm coming along, A-L-O-N-G was supposed to be what she was saying, but she said, I'm coming alone, A-L-O-N-E. And so I just jumped on it, and I said, well, there it is. You think mm-hmm. you're alone in this. You don't think there's anyone there to support you, or you don't think other people have been through this, but you've got to know that you're not alone. Right. You, people will say it, and they'll give you the the answers if if they're willing to listen, or at least their you know their support person is willing to listen. It's all laid out. I want to say I went so to once, once, you, once you hear that. Once you hear a person, by the way, there's a book I'm reading. It's called Medical Consequences of Loneliness, and Lynch mm-hmm. is talking about basically living in a culture that's incredibly alone, and that. When we feel in communion or we feel, uh, there's another book called All Sickness is Homesickness, which is basically the idea we feel at home, we, ch- we connect with our homeless, the universe, and people. Give people a, a two-minute treatment. Like if you had to give them just from your consciousness, from your point of wisdom, what would you want to share with someone? Who, okay, see, so this woman has a recognition. Someone's listening, they have a recognition. I'll, I always say I have a pain in the neck. I always, there's things that people, as, you're, mm-hmm. as they're listening to this right now, they realize they have a negative way of, of referencing their body, and everyone does it. I'm, I'm tired. I'm just about dying. I give it mm-hmm. to people's language. Give us a treatment. Give us a spiritual treatment or mind treatment. So that, <laughs> go ahead. Take a second. Well, give me a condition. Give me. Uh, get uh, have something to work with. Laura, give her a con- Give Caroline a condition. Give her a condition. Yeah, give her a condition. No, you know, don't give it to her. <laughs> <It's just> a- <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody has headaches. Yeah, a neck ache, everybody a headache. Stress headache. Okay. When in total biology, with with headaches, we say people have headaches because they're repairing something from feeling devalued about something. So it's um, devaluing yourself. This it's, this is a big uh, topic in in total biology where we just put ourselves down. So. With uh, with headaches, I don't know if that gives a person enough um, uh, headaches. Some people are stressed around their period and get headaches. 
No, I'm not getting much out of this. Oh, what would be something like, like, do you give people, you know, like I, I remember I met, when I had Tony DeMarco on, this model friend of mine, she, she, she introduced me to her, this teacher, and one of his, one of his, I think, thing was, you know, I'm highly pleasing to myself in the presence of others, because a lot of people, they get almost sick feeling what other people think of them. Is there, is there a mm -hmm. general direction that you share, like a general well, like, tonic suggestion? Well, I mean, that would be, um, I said a little bit of it earlier, where mm -hmm. uh, you have to know that you are powerful, that you are a god, and that the authority of other people should not um, uh, delude you, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. push you off your path. You have to know that you can be selfish and take care of yourself first and to achieve the best results for yourself and for others. It's, um, it's like the flight attendant in the airplane. You are always told when the oxygen mask drops down, put it on yourself first. Right. So you have to take care of yourself first before you go about, you know, just stretching yourself to take care of other people. I think those are things that I try to get across to people I talk to. You're in power. You're the most important person in your universe. You take Carol, care of yourself. Carolyn, I don't want to interrupt you, but give out your give out your your blog again, and how people could be in touch. And I'm looking forward to having you on many times. But just make sure you give give out your uh, how sure. you are. dot com. Um, you can join up for my free newsletter. Uh, you can get four free weeks of my online wellness program. I have two years, uh, 104 modules where you can learn how to take care of yourself so that you don't end up in a hospital or in the doctor's office where you're likely to be given a drug. I'd rather have tea in Maui with you. Mm -hmm. I want to mention uh, Pure Sunscreen, puresunscreen.com. We can learn about melon so as a as a consumer advocate and a researcher, I'm just delighted about this product. and uh, I love it. I'm so happy that Michael's here. And yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it. I mean, here I am in Maui. You know, what do I need? <laughs> I saved sunscreen. Uh, yeah, I know. You, you, get, a you get them all the way. You got them oh, all the way. You love it. Michael, why don't you, I think we have, you, we'll go to you first, then we'll go to Laura. Why don't you guys share your, your opening and closing vibrant thoughts for today's program? Take 40 seconds. I, I, I think absolutely, it, it's absolutely amazing the connection between magnesium and the body. Um, the whole connection between you know that, and and now we've touched on self-talk and how powerful the mind is. Something yeah. I'm very much into, and how uh, what we put on our outside of our body also affects the inside of our body too. So that's this whole connection. We continue to put these strings together, yeah. tie these things together. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I, I'm glad you said that. That's it's beautiful. Laura, the Green Goddess. I've got to tell you, I am so happy that I was on this call today, Dr. Caroline. Um, I am running home with all this information to share with my mom. Actually, I know she's listening right now. And Hello, Mom. I, yeah, I think that, you know, <laughs> magnesium is a big missing link along with that emotional healing. People really need to deal with their emotions because that's a big part of, I believe, the big C. Um, it really contributes to it, and I don't think people realize that. And again, what we not only what we put in our bodies, but what we put on our bodies is so important for people to understand. The average person leaves the house in the morning with 125 toxic chemicals on their skin. That's crazy. 
Right. Well, give out, your, give out your website. And also, if you want to be in touch with me about my coaching work, learn more about Vibrant Living, or you want to be on the program, you've had a trauma. I just talked to me yesterday. healed totally from Parkinson's disease. She's out skipping. If you've had a remarkable story or you want to be on Vibrant Living, be in touch with Laura. How can people be in touch with you, Laura, and learn about your wonderful work as well? They can find me on the web at lauralondonfitness.com or lauralondonwellness.com, and they can always send me an email at laura at lauralondonfitness.com. I want to send your mom loads of love, and I wish that she feels better. Thank and you. And I, I thought about it all day today. I was Thank thinking you, about you, your beautiful mother. You love precious and joy. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Living. Dr. Caroline Dean, Susan, it's great catching up with you and again and having tea over the radio. I just appreciate mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. All anyway, right. we'll be with you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Thanks for being part of the Vibrant Living family. I'm Glenn Brooks. You love precious and joy. Take care. been listening to Vibrant Living with your host, Glenn Brooks, a world-renowned life coach for some 28 years, and his co-host, Michael Russ. Listen again next time as they continue to explore unusual resources to help you on your way to a more thriving, healthy-feeling, great life. And enjoy your week of Vibrant Living. The opinions expressed on the preceding sponsored program were strictly those of its hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of the station, its staff, management, or sponsors.